Hello, this is Gary Moore speaking. Hello, Junior, this is Jimmy. Jimmy Durante, where are you? At McGurl's house, and it's awful. When I left for New York two weeks ago, she weighed 150 pounds. Now she weighs 200. You mean she's gained 50 pounds in the interim? Yes, and on the outer rim, too. <laughs> Jimmy Durante and Gary Moore. Now, friends, it's my privilege to introduce the sweetest, kindest, most generous man I know. I've said that for many Christmases past, and I say it now for the present. (laughs) 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 Oh, well, Skip, and here he is, Gary Moore. Well, thank you. And by the way, Howard, I want to thank you for that nice heating pad you gave me. Oh, Gary, that wasn't a heating pad. That was an electric toaster. Electric toaster? <laughs> no wonder I kept popping out of bed all night. <laughs> Tomorrow night, I'd better butter myself. <laughs> and believe me, Howard, you know, Christmas shopping is a problem this year. For instance, I couldn't think of a thing to give to Betty Grable. After all, she's got so much already, and like I say, I... I... <laughs> I, I couldn't think of anything she needed, so I walked around and walked around and looked in all the windows. Well, what was the result? Harry James came out and said, quit looking in our windows. <laughs> I was so embarrassed, I almost dropped my periscope. But let me tell you, Howard, that I'm... I... Oh, there you are, you Mr. Moore, you lovely man. <laughs> it looks like I'm getting my turkey early this year. Oh, uh... How, how are you, Mrs. Wordle-Burdle? Oh, please, Mr. Moore, don't be mean to me tonight. I want to make a good impression. You see, my mother-in-law is out in front. She's out in front, eh? Well, those wartime girdles don't last forever. <laughs> what? What, uh, what is it that brings you here tonight, my dear? Mr. Moore, hmm? I have come to receive your congratulations. No. I just took my automobile driving test, and I am now a qualified California driver. Well, which are you, qualified or a California driver? <laughs> Can't be both, you know. Say, listen, I was sensational in my test. Well, didn't it make you nervous to have a policeman sitting right on the front seat with you? Not in the least. I just kept my hand on the wheel, my foot on the brake, my eye on the road, and my nose out the window. Your nose out the window? Yes, the policeman's horse sat between us. <laughs> oh, but now I'm worried, Mr. Moore. I have my license, but I still don't really understand about cars. What actually makes an automobile go? Well, there are several things that make an automobile go, but... (laughs) But to really understand cars, Mrs. W., go out and lift up the hood of your own car. Of course, first wiping off yesterday's pedestrians. And there, my dear... (laughs) There, my dear, before your very eyes lies the engine. Just think how thousands of workmen have fashioned hundreds of pieces of metal to just one millionth of an inch, so that when you start the engine... It'll knock till your teeth rattle. <laughs> it's wonderful, isn't it? Mr. Moore, that still doesn't answer my question. How does a car go? Oh, you don't want me to tell you that. Everybody knows that. Well, I don't, so tell me. How does a car go? <laughs> Having eased myself of that opinion, let's introduce that genius of his generation, the one and only Jimmy Durante in person. <laughs> You gotta start off each day with a song. Oh, sing it, sing it, Jimmy. Now, even when things go wrong, you've had greetings, boy. I do feel better, you even look better. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Ah. 
Bing Crosby, if you're listening in, you better start saving your money. <laughs> oh, hello, Jimmy. Hello, Junior. Merry Christmas, Jimmy. Merry Christmas, Junior. Some, Some lousy, lousy necktie you gave me. <laughs> well, Jimmy, what, is, what have you been doing all week? Christmas shopping? Christmas shopping? Anybody who hasn't done their Christmas shopping before now has nothing above their ears. Well... <laughs> I, I shall, Jimmy. You know, I, I have a little present for you. It's, it's an electric train. Here, I'll show you how it runs. Isn't that swell? <laughs> Jimmy, what happened? What happened? I thought I saw an empty seat. <laughs> But, Junior, thanks for the present, and I didn't forget you. I bought you a nice bottle of oldie cologne. In fact, I'm wearing some of it now. Mm. Yes, it's fetching. What's the name of it? Ten Nights in a Drainage Canal. (laughs) Ten Nights in a Drainage Canal? What did you have to spend to get it? Ten Nights in a Drainage Canal. (laughs) That's very lovely, Jimmy. I think maybe a better name for it would be Fleur de Sewer. <laughs> Let that laugh be your Christmas present, Mr. Moon. <laughs> giving awfully small presents this year. But tell me, Jimmy, did you get a present for your girlfriend, Elsie Pepperpool? Yes, I got Elsie an electric razor and some shaving lotion. <laughs> a razor and shaving lotion for Elsie? Yes, Junior. I gave her something I can use because every year she gives the presents back to me. You know, I looked awful silly last year wearing those pink lace panties. (laughs) I love that kind of carrying on. (laughs) Tell me, Jimmy, are you going to play Santa Claus for the children again this year? No, Gary, I've had my lesson. Last year I was humiliated, begun, chagrin. You were, begun, chagrin. Well, what what happened? Well, that's Latin if you don't like it. No, I don't. What happened? Yeah. Well, while I was wearing my Santa Claus suit, yeah. a little boy walked over, took one look at my schnoz and said, I've seen Santa Clauses before, but this is the first time I ever saw one wearing his pack in front. <laughs> well, Christmas doesn't worry me, Jimmy. I've got all my shopping done. Me too, Junior, but what an experience. I had in a Hollywood department store. Yeah. At one counter, I buys a turtleneck sweater for my Uncle Joe, who has a turtleneck. At another counter, I buys a real-life puppy that goes whoop, whoop, whoop. And finally, I buys a ten-foot Christmas tree that fits exactly on my piazza. Just as I'm leaving the store, I hear the floor walker scream, Help! Help! Get me some water! So putting down the turtleneck sweater, the ten-foot Christmas tree, and the real-life puppy that goes whoop, 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 I rushes around, finds some water, and gives it to the floor walker, just in time, too. One more second, and his carnation would have died. <laughs> My one good deed for the day being done, I picks up the turtleneck sweater, the ten-foot Christmas tree, and the real live puppy that goes woof, 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 and heads from a car that's parked across the street. But can I cross? No. The light is red and I gotta wait. So I puts down the turtleneck sweater, the ten-foot Christmas tree, and the real live puppy that goes woof, 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 and waits and waits and waits. At last the light turns green. Ready to cross, I looks at the puppy, I looks at the tree, now I gotta wait for the puppy. <laughs> A canine catastrophe. I'm standing there whistling uh, jingle bells between clenched teeth. 
When the light changes again. But is it green? No. Is it red? No. It's yellow. I'm fuming and they're bringing in new colors. <laughs> Not being able to out with those double-crossing lights, what do I do? I decide to employ strategy. The street is a muck with miracles and automobiles, too. <laughs> so I figures out that if I go through the back door of every car, I'll be on the other side of the street before you can say, Shadrach, Meshach, and Umbriago. <laughs> Quick as a flash, I opens the door of the first car. How do you do? How do you do? How do you do? How do you do? <laughs> Pardon me, sailor. <laughs> My strategy works, and now I'm across the street on the sidewalk of victory. So putting down my turtleneck sweater, my ten foot three, and my puppy that goes woof, 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 I'm ready to continue to my car. When I looks around in junior, I start fermenting all over again. Well, what was wrong? You were on the sidewalk, weren't you? Yes, but I was on a sidewalk in Glendale. No. Now you know that you can't go wrong. Why you just out off each day At this happy juncture, my friends, we post ushers in the aisles to restrain the young men as we bring in the queen of our charm department, Jerry Sullivan. What's the good word, Jerry? Well, the good word, Gary, is just that. It's good. In fact, the songwriter liked it so much, he used it three times in the title. So back up while Roy and I go on to work on a fancy version of Good, Good, Good. Jerry Sullivan. Good, good, good. That's you, that's you Nice, nice, nice That's you, that's you Fine, fine, fine That's you, that's you Good, good, good That's you, that's you Your tasty lips are sweeter than a lollipop And every time I kiss you Ooh, how I hate to stop I rack my brain to find a proper adjective A sentimental compliment to give you Good, good, good That's you, that's you Sweet, sweet, sweet That's you, that's you Yum, yum, yum That's you, that's you Good, good, good That's you, that's you I never went to Vassar University Therefore I have a limited vocabulary And so I use the language that I have on hand While making love to you on your veranda Good, good, good That's you, that's you Nice, nice, that's you, that's you. 
fine, fine, fine. That's you, that's you. Good, good, sweet, sweet, fine, fine. Young, young, good, good, good. That's you, that's you. As his Yuletide special, Roy Bargy presents his arrangement of Raymond Scott's Toy Trumpet. Roy Boggy and his 19 men playing the toy trumpet. 19 men blowing into one trumpet. They must know each other very well. <laughs> but enough of this, Rennie Kazazzle and Fiddly Dee. Uh-huh. Junior, what have you in store for the Culture Corner tonight? Well, earlier tonight, James, you gave us your version of I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas, and I hardly think I should let the season go by without taking a crack at it myself. So, uh, <clears throat> stand back while I throw out my diaphragm. Very well. I shall run and get McCatch's mitt in case you throw it my way. <laughs> Thank you, James. Maestro. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas With every Christmas card I write I love you passionately, Stephanie Hootnockle <laughs> Oh, I loved you, darling, and I shall never forget the night we met, my love. 
It was Christmas Eve and I was tramping through the crisp white snow when my foot slipped in a puddle of slush. I leaned over to clean off my shoe. And there you were, my sweet. Oh, yes, there you were, Angel, your lovely face nestled between my galoshes. I looked down at you ever so gently and said, Hello there. Ah, oh, but you were the shy type. All you could do was smile and blow snowballs. But ever so gently, ever so gently, I took your hands and pulled you up and... Oh, what lovely hands you had, darling. What lovely hands. They looked positively Grecian. Like you'd been Grecian automobile. <laughs> oh, darling. And holding you from me, holding you from me at arm's length, I looked you over, lover. And I could tell you were the salt of the earth. Too bad I couldn't say much for your shaker. <laughs> and ever so slowly... Ever so slowly, darling, you smiled at me. Yes, you smiled, and I saw your teeth. Your teeth were like pearls. And that was the trouble. You smiled too wide, and the string broke. <laughs> oh. oh, how we laughed, my darling. How we laughed as we fished through the snow, straining your teeth through my handkerchief. <laughs> Finally, we found them. Yes, we found them, and you bit out I love you on the handle of my snow shop. <laughs> We could have been so happy, my darling. You were my little snowflake, and I was your vitamin flint heart. Um, now recall how upset our friends were when several months later they read in Winchell's column that we had... But we knew that we hadn't at all. That noise was just me letting the air out of your head. Yes, we could have been happy, but then it happened. We had walked far out in the country and were crossing a frozen lake. Suddenly, the ice began to stir beneath our feet as if the angry waters resented our trespassing. With a groan like that of a wounded jungle beast, the ice began to tear itself asunder. Look out, Stephanie! I've seen the ice breaking up! The ice is breaking down! Look out! caretakers in a zoo. Have you had any experience with wild animals? What a question. Why, you're speaking to the foremost trainer of hippopotamuses. <laughs> the word is hippopotamus. How can you train a hippopotamus if you can't even say his name? What's the difference? He can't say my name either. <laughs> comes out of you. Well, come on, Jimmy. We're due at the zoo. Let's shuffle over there. You shuffle. I just dealt. <laughs> Ah! <laughs> 
Uh, hello, more Durante Zoo, more speaking. Uh, Mr. Bourne, this is the children's day nursery. Did you call us this morning? Why, yes, I did. We want you to take care of a baby kangaroo for us. Well, why can't the mother carry the baby in her pouch? Well, she drank some Coca-Cola this morning and can't keep a thing on her stomach. <laughs> trouble, 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 trouble. Hold everything, everything Junior, hold everything. Treachery stalks my path. What's the matter, Jimmy? I just had a horrible experience. I walks into the moose cage, and the mama moose comes charging down on me. So I grabbed her by the horns. But a mama moose doesn't have any horns. I know. Would you care to join me in a cup of moose milk? <laughs> no, um... <laughs> no, thank you, Jimmy. I've, I've had enough trouble of my own. Our new giraffe developed a sore throat, and I had to call up Dr. Rappaport to come over and swab it. Yes, I noticed a big swelling in the giraffe's throat. What is that, a swollen gland? That's Dr. Rappaport, still swabbing. <laughs> but that's not our only problem, Jimmy. Our pet ostrich is in a deplorable condition. Her neck is scrawny, her eyes are popping out, her feathers are molting. Maybe we'd better go over and see the ostrich. Oh, there you are, gentlemen. Too late. The ostrich came to see us. <laughs> I beg your pardon. I'm Miss Florabelle Farfel. Mm -hmm. I came in here to buy an unusual Christmas present for my family. You see, my family collects odd things. You must have been a great addition to their collection. <laughs> I want to buy my family an octopus for Christmas. Octopus? Yes. And I want the kind of octopus that has only six legs. It's very rare. A six-legged octopus? Well, that's the rarest species there is. It's known as the Octopoda punctatus bocalopus. Octopoda punctatus bocalopus? <laughs> Everybody wants to get into the act. <laughs> Gentlemen, I want you to get this octopus for me, even if you have to sail the seven seas. Very well, madam. Come on, Jimmy. We're off to the seven seas. Push the giblet, weigh the captain, and batten down the poop deck. <laughs> Seaman Durante, Seaman Durante, the ship isn't acting right. Are you sure you checked the fuel? Aye, aye, sir. I just went down to the boiler room and filled the tanks with beer. You filled the ship's tanks with beer? Sure. Ain't this a schooner? <laughs> I got a million of them. <laughs> oh, mate, mate, I don't think you should have shipped out with me. After all, I come from a long line of sea captains. You do? Why, my uncle was on board ship when Admiral Dewey said, you may fire Gridley when you are ready. Well, my uncle was ready. So? So he fired Gridley. <laughs> Served him right. Well, Skipper, it's getting pretty dark. We need some light to see our way. Yes, I'd better send up an orange flare. Uh, Seaman Petrie! Aye, aye, sir. I want you to send up an orange flare. Send up an orange flare? I won't do it, I tell you. Throw me in the brig! Put me on bread and water, but I won't! I won't send up an orange flare! Why not? An orange flare in a green ocean? Why, they'd clash! <laughs> You know, Gary, I'll get rid of that guy as soon as he finishes crocheting my hammock. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, maybe we must be near the place where the six-legged octopus is. We better take a sounding. Where's the lead? It's in my hip pocket. Well, get the lead out of your pocket and take a sounding. <laughs> Avast, matey, there's a storm a-brewing. Now we'll never find the six-legged octopus. Man overboard! Man overboard! What am I yelling for? It's me. <laughs> Don't worry, Jimmy. I'll throw you a lifesaver. 
Well, never mind. Now that I'm in here, I'll hand it to you. <laughs> Gee whiz, Jimmy, isn't it, isn't it dark? I, I can't see a thing. Don't worry, Junior. We'll save each other. Oh, Jimmy, I, I want to thank you for holding me up in the water this way. But, Junior, I ain't holding you up in the water. Well, of course you are. You got your legs wrapped around me. Here's one leg. Here's two legs. Here's three legs. Here's four legs. Five legs. Jimmy, I think we've caught the six-legged octopus. I beg to differ. The six-legged octopus has caught us. Come in. Oh, well, welcome back, gentlemen. Oh, well, welcome back yourself. <laughs> oh, isn't this wonderful? But who is that you have with you? Oh, it's the octopus. Well, you're close. It's Mr. Durante. I should never have come out of the water. <laughs> Miss Popple, Miss Popple, we have your six-legged octopus outside, but before we bring it in, there's one thing we want to know. Yes? You said you wanted it as a Christmas present for your family. Yes. But why must it be an octopus with only six legs? Why? I have three sisters, and they never have anyone to take them dancing. No. <laughs> Bargy in the orchestra now with a tuneful trio of songs by Richard Rogers.
far away. Yeah. When, when? Let me hear that high note, maestro. What a note. A cheerful note, Mr. Durant. A yuletide note, Mr. Moore. And, Jimmy, if I had the proper refreshments in the store, I'd invite the entire cast up to my house for Christmas dinner. Well, don't let that stop you, Gary. I'll bring a bottle of champagne. Well, I'll bring a bottle of sparkling burgundy. As for me, I'll bring a bottle of sauternes. Well, Jimmy, what'll you bring? I'll bring a bottle opener. <laughs> and, friends, before we leave you, Jimmy and I and the whole gang want to send to each one of you our warmest wishes at this Christmas time. That's my boy who said that. Merry Christmas, Mr. Durante. Merry Christmas, Mr. Moore. Merry Christmas, everybody. This is the Armed Forces Radio Service. Thank you.